0: Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions.
1: But I hope that you will like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, shoot us an email with a question or comment at readinginchurch at gmail.com. Hate
0: us on hater. everyone's on hater it's 2019
1: Every, oh everyone is angry about everything uh, so, all the time well, <laughs> it. Sp- venture spleen on hater <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna oh, start that app i think i think you'd make a lot of money in this environment It sounds too much like twitter uh, no no <laughs> content wise shouting out to all my haters so mm-hmm. got a new hate haters I think that well, think you, know, hate, you know, haters are going to hate, you know. So they do that. It's a I've natural market. I do. I've, I've actually seems like I've heard that somewhere. It's been verified. Anyway, on this,
0: <laughs> on this, see the internet,
1: <laughs> right? Oh, so hey, that's uh, where our podcast is. <laughs> it's true. Okay, I've got it. I've got a podcast there. Do you uh, get us have back any on track? News, get us back on track. Bro. I'm trying, man.
0: Welcome to reading in church and other distractions with rob and mike
1: well welcome back to reading in church and other distractions i am robert wallace and i am hanging in there just uh, barely winter just yeah.
0: absolutely barely by a, on the edge by a string yeah i'm michael mckeever <laughs> hanging in there
1: yeah. uh these are the readings for february 17th 2019 which is the sixth sunday after epiphany uh we have four texts as usual jeremiah 17 5 through 10 Psalm one, which I'm really glad we're doing the Jeremiah and the Psalm 1, since those texts have been connected by so many over the years. So okay. that's that's nice. Uh more First Corinthians 15, 12 mm-hmm. to 20, and then Luke 6, 17 to 26. So Great. hope that you will like like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, send us an email at readinginchurch at gmail.com. Always grateful to the new listeners who are out there and downloading. Um Grateful for that, our numbers are still going up, Brilliant. which is fast, fascinating. Always, go figure. <laughs> so, I am assuming it's a pyramid scheme, and we're just replacing some of these people. I don't know. They're trying to put works. pressure on us to try harder. And- I think so. Yeah. Actually, care? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Well, it's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to send that that
0: message out there right now. It's not gonna work.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so um, I, I it's nice. I don't have any weather concerns today, so that's that's really good. That's it's great. actually kind of beautiful outsides but with you yeah i actually haven't looked
0: it's probably like i know it's super cold when i take the dog out yeah let's Uh, see my wife
1: called this morning and said it was seven so yeah
0: that's uh, about right yeah i think it got down wicked cold yeah it's five degrees right now so it's going down
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well it was uh it was 47 when i woke up this morning oh that's nice that's pretty feeling pretty good about that wow so yeah Wow. Well, uh, I I could rub your nose in it, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll just continue on.
0: Yeah. Talk about rubbing people's noses (laughs) and things (laughs) is... Considering our Mike per- is having our more dog issues. Dog issues. Oh, so the dog's actually feeling better. Turns out he likes it when I make him uh hand prepared meals of rice and chicken. So Oh really? Yeah. That's good. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Gr- a- <laughs> he's grown custom and fond to that.
1: Well, that might actually make you friends after years yeah, of I don't in- know. enmity between I don't know. the two of you.
0: I think that's I think <laughs> I think this previous owner ruined ruined that part. No, no we're pretty that left, right. left the state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no we get along
1: okay all right well you had a rough week with him this week so. i did I is did. he going
0: back to the vet I, I think well he may yeah he may okay yeah. i
1: think he i think he needs to i'm an outsider in this yeah but i i would i would take him to the i might take take samples <laughs> to the vet yeah that would, work too. <laughs> that would work too oh the things we do for love oh uh, yes so yep Uh, I don't think I have any updates. If you don't have any updates, things are going well. We're in the midst of our Easter plans here at the church already. Trying to think through, yeah, okay, what the schedule is going to be and what we're going to do. And um, Thomas is in the midst of musical rehearsal and uh, had a concert last night that I missed, which but Cindy taped it, so I'll get to see it. But
0: uh, oh, I want to point out that I'm just wearing a regular sweatshirt. I'm not wearing yes. a Patriot sweatshirt. I'm just saying
1: I, I think I think that, that yeah. is wise. Yeah. As 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 I said, there's been rampant speculation that your troubles with your dog could be directly related, <laughs> related to, the Patriots. to your obnoxious Patriot fandom that you have had. Might be a, a Bears um, a Bears fan dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's making you pay I'm pretty low-key
0: <laughs> typically i'm pretty low-key about the patriots thing the pushback is na- it's never worth it you know you haven't
1: you haven't been low-key no so. i've been a, i've been lightly trolling some people yeah light lightly trolling yes well and and had we done this on tuesday i imagine it would have been worse yeah Um, but right. as we're doing this later in the week some time right. has passed and yeah. so yeah.
0: yeah i haven't yeah Normally, normally I put something out about a parade, the parade or, you know, the, <laughs> my own parade. I, this, this, anyway, it's. Oh, thank you for not. Yeah. Thank you for want just to
1: point that out. <laughs> I'm grateful for Linus the dog for taking the edge off. So. Actually,
0: I'm so boor- I'm so I'm sick of that winning. It's I'm so it gets so boring. <laughs> like, it's not interesting. It wasn't a good game. It wasn't a good game. Wasn't exciting, man. You know. All right. They, I think well, their game plan was actually the same as when they played Atlanta. It's like, let's just score three points. Let's let them run up the score
1: and then we'll come back. But someone said, Did you can you imagine uh paying five thousand dollars for a maroon six concert at, at, <laughs> or, or maroon five concert and three points? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's on you, man. <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny.
0: So. Wow. All right. All right. Well, that is a perfect segue, I think, to Jeremiah. I think that's
1: natural. In fact, I think you'll see the connection shortly. Yeah. Go ahead. The, the careful <laughs> reader will note.
0: Yeah. All right. Jeremiah seventeen, five to 10. Thus says the Lord, cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in a... In the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Wow. (laughs) That's dark. Sounds like a Monty Python-esque sort of curse, you know, from the castle wall. Uh, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It, It shall not fear when a heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought... It is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, that was an interesting transition there at 9 to 10. That was uh, I didn't see that coming quite <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> Well, it's funny because this little whole excerpt sort of is dropped in because verse four is on the heels of God making clear that God's anger is going to burn forever, that there is not going to be any, any hope or any forgiveness. Um, God's anger is burning forever, which, (laughs) wow, (laughs) thankfully God calmed down a little after that and, you know, right, realized the power of hyperbola, I guess. And, (laughs) um, but, uh. You might recognize this in a second because it sounds a lot like Psalm One. Sure does. Um, yeah, yeah. Where the wicked are are in trouble, they're shrubs in the in an uninhabited salt desert, and um, the the righteous are planted by the water. Technically, I've always thought this was interesting. That word "planted" probably is more accurately "transplanted." Okay. Um, that the tree is transplanted by the water, or or grown. It's either transplanted by the water or grown from a seedling. Is the way that that word is usually used. Hmm. So. I, in, in thinking of the way in which the righteous are are shifted off into exile um at, because of the choices of the wicked uh that word transplanted, I think stands out in verse eight um, okay. the righteous are being transplanted they're no longer in israel they're going to be in yes. in babylon right uh, right um but this yeah this is happening in the midst of massive geopolitical turmoil you 've got the Babylonians um pressing down, and the 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 choices that the kings of Judah make are are choices that are made out of um loyalty to human beings as opposed to loyalty to God mm-hmm. um at this point in Jeremiah the king on the throne is king Jehoiakim uh Je- king Jehoiakim was placed on the throne um, by the Egyptian pharaoh Necho. He was actually the younger brother, so he probably shouldn't have been on the throne. Okay, um, But when the pharaoh Necho um, got his butt whipped by Nebuchadnezzar um, on the way back through, he took Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim's brother, off the throne and brought him down into captivity into Egypt and then put Jehoiakim on the throne. So the king of Judah wouldn't be on the throne were it not for the king of Egypt. And okay. and has these loyalties to the king of Egypt, and so the Babylonian army is pressing down on Judah. And the choices that Jehoiakim are making are making with Egypt's best interest at heart. Um, and e- trusting in Egypt to help you is a joke. Even in the ancient Near East, it's a joke. Um, okay. At this time, I mean the the uh, the Rob Shockey in First Kings, uh, excuse me, Second Kings. I think it's Second Kings nineteen. The Rob Shaki, who is the uh, emissary of the Assyrian king, says, you know, those people who trust in Egypt, they're like people who lean on a splintered staff that yeah. goes through mm-hmm. their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, because Egypt had a great home field advantage, but they could not win a game on the road. If you got oh. the Egyptian army across the Sinai, it, it, it's like if Egypt is on your team in the entire Iron Age, I know you're going to lose the battle. It doesn't matter okay. if it's... The Egyptians fighting the Babylonians or the Assyrians or the Persians—it doesn't matter. It's going to be a bad thing, and that's everything Jehoiakim is doing. So
0: you're saying it wasn't and, that hard what God did in the Exodus? It's just like you know, you just got to get them out to
1: the. No, no, no. See, yeah, that's right. Once you got them in the Sinai, you were fine. <laughs> Maybe they never no, they recovered were... from that. That was that was a fight on Egypt's home turf. Okay. So you know, ah, okay, you know that All was right. that was. And, I mean, in the earlier in the late Bronze Age, Egypt had a, a massive military presence in palestine in that area i mean it expanded up into syria at times but but once you got past into the iron age period so into the into the 1000s bc basically Mm -hmm. um they just they could not win a game on the road Um, Hmm. they were shadows of their former selves so um so that's all what's going on and i think that's absolutely what that that new
0: technology is disruptive right iron (laughs) right (laughs) yeah (laughs) Tell me about right. the Korean influence. Jehoiakim. <laughs> Jehoiakim. What's that's all the... one word. Oh, it's all okay. one word. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's So he's, right. he's not. Right. Um they were all it, th- thus says that was those are children of Josiah, by the way. Um that I think that's verse five, thus says the Lord, cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make the flesh their strength. I think that is a reference to Jehoiakim's dumb ideas and, okay. and trusting in Egyptians to to try and provide help when it's not going to happen okay so but um what else do i want to say about this that's a lot um it's a lot of history for that for that text i think it's helpful though i mean jeremiah is preaching at a time of incredible turmoil i mean when he comes on the throne assyria or it comes on the throne when he is called as a prophet assyria is the massive international superpower um he they fall babylon rises and um Judah comes under the control of the Assyrians, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, all during mm-hmm. his run as prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think the history is is necessary for hearing Jeremiah well here. Okay, um,
0: I like the shrub. That sounds like a put down in any language.
1: <laughs> that the evil are like, shrub a, be shrub. like a shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a shrub in a salted <laughs> desert. Man, that is really good. Yeah. Versus the, the righteous that are you mm-hmm. know, sitting by these well-watered streams and yeah. don't care about the weather. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, does yeah. any, do, you know, the the reputation of Babylon having been a, mm-hmm. you know, the rivers of Babylon, is that any, is there anything contextually would you, are they playing with that, you know, being planted? Maybe, you know, it's really?
1: possible because w- when you use the word transplanted and you're talking about being by the rivers, uh-huh. I mean, and I think about Psalm 137, by the rivers of Babylon, there uh-huh. we there we sat and hung our harps. So, I think that there could be something to Mm -hmm. the, you know, the community will thrive, Mm -hmm. the righteous of the community will thrive even in this foreign land that's been transplanted there. Because,
0: you know, a popular reading of, well, even Psalm 1 or this, is like, it's a non-careful reading is that oh, you know, the the righteous life is just, it's just smooth sailing. But even in Psalm 1 or here, it's like, no, this is in the midst of turmoil and disruption.
1: Right. Right, it's it's less a formula for success yeah. and more a a a statement of encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, here's okay. how the hang in there kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the righteous person is going to yeah. God doesn't God won't forget them, and then we get that explicitly in Psalm one. But, mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, this is a this is thoroughly a. Well, uh, I, I mean, I've seen many people wonder how much Psalm one is riffing off Jeremiah, or how much Jeremiah is riffing off Psalm mm-hmm. one, or how much the two of them are relying on some sort of generally known story or yeah. idea. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that, but it is obvious that it's part of the the cultural understanding and it's easy to see. I mean, you have these, you know, Israel is full of these wadis which are these dry creek beds that that when it rains turn into torrents, you know, mm-hmm. these rushing mm-hmm. torrents of water, but then the rest of the year are are deserts. Right. As as opposed to the, you know, being by a regular stream. Yeah. You know, those trees hang in there. The ones yeah. that are by the wadis yeah. don't. Yeah,
0: Babylon and um, uh, Egypt. These are big rivers that, is, that right. establish civilizations. You know,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. And and there there are those in Israel. I mean, the Jordan is like that, certainly, but but not uh, yeah, not the not the the wadi. So I mean, I think the image is you know the wicked are the ones that you know they might be okay for a season, but they're going to be in a dry desert soon when the when the okay. time comes. All right, so. Yeah, that's some
0: that's some good imagery, and yeah, probably more is. so in that world. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Powerful. So, how does the heart? The heart is devious above all else. How
1: does that work uh, well, here? It's, it, it's connecting to thirty-one later on. Um, in thirty-one, uh, he's you know giving them new hearts, and he's mm-hmm, writing the mm-hmm. Torah on their hearts. And so, I think this is this is prior to that. Restoration that you get in the book of the book of comfort, Mike, which is in Jeremiah. Uh-huh, yes, yes, and, uh, <laughs> which was very popular. It's in a number of uh, prophets, <laughs> no, according no, to me. No. Yeah. no, according, yes, yes, according to you. Um, God, that was a mistake you made in year A. I'm just never letting yeah. that go. No, like, um, Guys well, you never brought let... it up a time or two. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, th- that I think that when he's talking about the Torah being. Um, being written on the hearts of the people so many in, mistakes in year a in the, <laughs> that's a fair point yes <laughs> that is that's really true <laughs> um but no, that that uh, he's talking about the torah being written on their hearts mm-hmm. and they won't they won't need teachers because they'll just say know the lord and 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 that'll and so i think that this is foreshadowing that that they don't have the torah in their hearts that's helpful cuz
0: yeah. this is a very popular verse to quote when oh, well, that's true. when someone points out that you know you're thinking about god is crazy and, and or or experience experiences like oh i feel like being compassionate about this but my reading of theology says no and you know it's like well you know the heart you can't you can't trust your heart it's like a uh, reason or experience is is comp- in certain theologies that's completely yeah. bracketed out it's like well no, a redeemed heart is something you can is part of. Right. You can trust and you've shaped mm-hmm. and should guide you. and And compassion yeah. is a uh, probably a godly thing that you should pay attention to. And so this is a much quoted uh, verse in certain uh, theological uh, arguments. Yeah, and that's so put it in the context true. of of uh, thirty one. You know, the, right. I'm going to put a heart. It's like the redeemed heart. Yeah, I mean that's part of. Mm -hmm. how you understand uh, how you live in the world, you know, how is your... I mean, and
1: and the prophet's use of that kind of hyperbola, and and I think that's important to remember that. I mean, this is on the heels of God saying, I will never, ever forgive you. Mm -hmm. I will remember this hurt forever. Yeah. (laughs) And then as soon as the city's destroyed, we get the, you know... Then I will hear you, and you will come to me, and I will be, you're my people. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. this: the, they use rhetoric sometimes oh, a little differently than we man. use rhetoric. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and we have to be careful taking a, a verse like this or like that and drawing an entire theological you yeah. know, system out of it.
0: Yeah. I um, I see, who was I, this is a long time ago. I forget who I was talking to this about before I'd been to Israel. I was talking about, um, must have been one of my professors on a tour, and they had a, uh they had a Palestinian guy and they had a Jewish guide, and he always thought they're going to come to blows when they're having an argument. <laughs> they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to separate these two. This, could, this is dangerous. But then when it's over, they're holding hands. They're holding right. hands as they're leaving the bus, you know? Right. <laughs> and so the rhetoric is it's like, that is so, you know, we're probably, culturally, we're probably as far from that as is possible. It's all about that's, un- that's understatement. Right. Yeah. So it is hard to hear this, you know?
1: You know, I think you see that same thing in, in parliamentary arguments in Britain. Oh, man. You know, where yeah. they, they just. That is something. Just laying each other low in the midst of the parliament. And then they're having tea afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just hard mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So, yeah, we just don't have that, that kind of culture that, that talks the way they talk about these things. And uh, Right.
0: It's hard for us to calibrate this kind of rhetoric.
1: It is. So I think it's, it's, it's important to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm glad you asked me about that. I didn't, hadn't, would have skipped over that.
0: Yeah, no, that's helpful for me to think it to connect that to the larger uh the book of a Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh about a new heart and uh the law within you know within right. your heart. Writing
1: the law within your yeah. heart. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well done, mm-hmm. Jeremiah. <laughs> So I'm ready at, for the psalm. All right. Let's look at this other version of Jeremiah here. <laughs> this one's even more popular, I think.
1: Yeah, this one's pretty popular. Yep. All right. Psalm 1, uh, a psalm of Jeremiah. No, no, it's not. It's untitled. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Go with that. <laughs>
0: Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, as I've pointed out in the past. is talking about going to movies, okay? <laughs> as, no. as someone pointed out to me. You can't go to, the, <laughs> go to the theater. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on His law they meditate day and night. They are like trees, uh, insomniac trees. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither in all they do they prosper. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Not to mention their shrubber their shrubs they're like mere shrubs, okay. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. perish.
1: Yeah, uh, boy, we've had this one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great psalm. It is. It it is. Um, one thing I think that is worth pointing out in our and this is this is going to be a little unusual for the Bible, though probably pretty uh, common for us to think about. I, I I appreciate what the New Revised Standard is trying to do in verse one when they say, "Happy are those." who do not follow the advice of wicked. However, yeah. it is singular in Hebrew. It is happy. Is oh, okay. the one. Y- yeah. Uh huh. And I think that's important because the wicked and sinners and scoffers are all plural. Uh, and, and I think that's, I think that's a helpful image that, that there is a sense of th- the world is against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and increasingly frenetic world is against them. They're, they're, Path. They're tre- they're treading around. They're walking around. Um, yeah. And the 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 righteous one is is delighting in God's Torah, God's instruction. Okay. Um, and meditating on God's instruction. So this is just on it.
0: a move toward. Plurality for gender inclusivity Is
1: that what it is? That's why they made the plural Yeah, yeah. they made the plural there Because uh-huh. we don't have a good We don't have the word mensch in Hebrew uh, Or in English yeah. Um Like they do in German Which is a very helpful hmm. Gender neutral pronoun hmm. um, All we've got is it And that doesn't work for us mm-hmm. So, Yeah uh, One was probably the the better way to do that the, you, do, you don't get anyone Any plurality of righteous person Until you get verse 6 okay. Um the oh, okay. the righteous one is alone until the end of the psalm. Hmm. interesting um and uh you know that one is like a tree planted by okay. by the uh, you know he he is like a tree planted like by trees. streams of water okay yeah um so again planted transplanted is the same thing there hmm. so i think that's fair um but but i on some level i do like that image of the singular against the plural of wicked, plural of sinners, yeah. plural of scoffers. Yeah. I mean, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's intentional. Um, the, uh, the last passage the verse six, the last verse, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Literally the Lord knows the okay. way of the righteous mm-hmm. um, mentioned before that word. knowledge is one that is conveying intimacy and connection And, uh, it is a, I I think like you said, in Jeremiah, these passages are often used as formulas for life Uh and that, you know, good people get good things, bad people get bad things. Um, but that, uh, the other place God knows is in Exodus where God knows the suffering of my people. And, uh, he tells Moses that, and in fact, the very last verse of, um, Exodus chapter two it ends with this powerful statement where the Egyptians increased their burden upon the Israelites, but God knew. Okay, That's, the, that's how it ends. <laughs> okay. It's like, wow, right. wow. Right. A little ominous as you go into the next chapter. Um, so I, I have in recent years, I mean traditionally this has always been read as the uh, naive obedience. Good people get good things, bad people get bad things. But I have increasingly over over the recent years read this now as I, like I said about Jeremiah, encouragement. Um, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Mm-hmm. The Lord will not forget the way of the righteous. The Lord is associated with the way of the righteous, and yeah. the way of the wicked will perish. Mm-hmm. So, so ha- you know, hang, yeah, hang in there, right, um, right. You know, yeah. even if it takes getting to the judgment for it to make any sense in verse five. Um, yeah, I, I do. I read this as as a word of encouragement. Okay, uh, even in a a transplanted tree by stream of water is going to do better than. The desert <laughs> yeah
0: so. yeah okay
1: so so, so i do I, in six
0: when it says no it's not it's not god only knows right the way of the the way of the righteous god only knows no, no that's I don't, not no, what no, that's that'd not, be a different god, kind god of only
1: knows the way of the righteous no no okay. no. it's all right it, it, he god knows the that's way the better righteous. that's even better yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> that is better agreed yeah. um this this is a torah psalm that introduces the the book of psalms yeah um celebrating instruction so uh, no superscription implies to many scholars that it's a later. Most of the later psalms are not given superscriptions, and so the assumption is that it's a. It was intentionally placed here as an introduction. Um, so it could be fact, Jer-
0: could be Jeremiah, is what you're saying. You know,
1: I, <laughs> that is not exactly what okay. I'm saying. Right. Um, it is possible that Psalm one and Psalm two were originally. Uh, put there together because the first verse of Psalm one and the last verse of Psalm two both open with Ashrei, happy, mm. blessed, mm-hmm. um, and so that 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 might form a a two um, a two Psalm introduction to the Book of Psalms. Oh, okay. Um, that that originally perhaps the Psalm started at Psalm three and then went through. Oh, we're studying 41. Psalm
0: two a lot last night. It's surprising how much it shows up in the Book of Revelation
1: as a Psalm two.
0: Yeah psalm 2 hmm. as um oh wait a minute psalm 2
1: wait a minute the nations how do the nations yeah rage? the
0: conversion of the well y- yeah it y- takes anointed
1: one it, it takes judgment of the nations
0: and kind of makes it conversion of the nations so it's hmm. it's interesting yeah i i was surprised because uh, i i know i was aware of that but we were spending time in the letters to the seven churches and uh the initial vision of jesus and it's like wow that is really prominent and they're doing some interesting things hmm. with psalm 2
1: yeah the uh the word uh there's another word that connects these as well because the in verse 2 uh, on god's torah they they meditate they haga they growl mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that's a word that's used for lions and doves and um i don't know what else i can't remember what other animals haga they growl it's like it's a it's thought of as a growl um and so this is not obviously not quiet meditation because te- texts weren't read quietly prayers weren't right. typically done per quietly mm-hmm but that word is also in psalm 2 because that's what the nations are doing against God's anointed one they are growling or murmuring or most translations say raging hmm. against God's God's anointed one so that so those the shared lexical connections mm-hmm. and the inclusio have suggested these two are opening it as a as a introduction to the psalms um the Torah psalm at the beginning is significant because, as I've said before, there are five books of the psalms. There's five books um, of the, mm-hmm. to- of the mm-hmm. Torah, and so the suggestion for many is that just like you have five books of Torah, you got five books of psalms, and they are instruction. They are teaching for life in the same mm-hmm. way that Torah is teaching. Yeah, um, The Talmud says that Moses gave us five books of Torah, David gave us five books of psalms. Um, they think of them exactly the same. Hmm. So... Um, so this is a you know it, openings and beginnings are important. Yeah. And, oh yeah. This, this is very interesting. The tone. Yeah. It, it doesn't take long though to realize that the righteous are not blessed. I mean mm-hmm. that that to read this as blessed are the righteous Psalm three should dissuade you of mm-hmm. that pretty quickly because okay. <laughs> yeah. the righteous is suffering already in in Psalm three. Psalm three so, is not in
0: in my God's book of
1: promises that I carry no, carry around no. or six or yeah. yeah. Or seven or nine or ten, yeah, those are these these psalms of of suffering and mm-hmm. lament are yeah. are common. I read Psalm but, one, I think I see where this is going, right, right, <laughs> yeah, I got a good sense of it. I did no, no, you didn't um i and I, so I think that's for me coming back to it and hearing that as you know hang on there, endure, hang in there is is important, okay, so I see it as a psalm of encouragement more than I see it as a psalm of naive obedience, okay,
0: yeah. No, that, that does pair well with Jeremiah. As you're saying yeah. this, I am listening to what you're saying, but I'm also sure reminded, you as you're talking about the, uh, the um, multiple uses of words, how in a smaller vocabulary, that lends itself towards that. Um, yes. I, w- I, I came across this, uh, as I'm uh, transferring files from one computer to another, to my new computer, yeah. I came across this comic I s- saved. It's this linguist who invented this new language. Uh, a simple language, incredibly simple language called chicken. And yes. it's only one word in it, and it's chicken. I see. <laughs> and, and anyone can learn it, and every and it becomes wildly popular. It becomes this universal language. It shows her walking down the street, and all the signs up, above stores and stuff just say chicken, and people talking to each other chicken, and people are <laughs> are changing the, uh, the the inscriptions on on statues from whatever it said to chicken. She says, and I really would like to be remembered, you know, for this in the future, but I probably won't because it'll be written in chicken. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> It has it, it has its upside a uh, small vocabulary. A
1: small vocabulary yeah. does have yeah. its upside. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean it becomes incredibly picturesque and you know I I think we did the 10 commandments and the same word for forgiveness uh, it, well I should say the word for don't take the name of the Lord in vain is the same word for lifting up, carry, bear, mm-hmm. wear and it's a word of forgiveness. Uh-huh. So you have, you know, in that picture, God lifting up a burden as a sense of forgiveness, as Mm -hmm. a word for forgiveness. It's, it's, yeah, small vocabularies can give such picturesque images. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um,
0: simple, simple, uh... Like, I like, really like the blues because it's super simple, but what's yeah. novel about it is the uh, the improvised and the nuance that someone takes to that kind of uh, non-complex
1: format. Right. You know, And
0: you, but what you do within that is is the creative element, so...
1: Well, that's probably why you like the Gospel of John, uh, simple vocabulary that has well, been... Well, that's
0: true. I mean, been
1: uh, there might be something...
0: Yeah, that could be. That could be. Clever uh, ways. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that might be. There's, there's a little. There's a. There's a truth to that analogy, and there's yeah. another side that John is like. It's so much beyond that. So
1: right. Well, I think yeah. the blues are too. Yeah, I so. guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that like right. when uh, there's this one teacher, I you know, things amazing about nowadays is that there's if you're learning an instrument of any kind, you just go on YouTube. There's so go on many great, per- or there's yeah. so many. Great teachers who do video lessons, and one guy was talking about this uh, Albert King, who I love Albert King as as a guitarist. He goes, he basically had five five different things he played, but no one noticed it because he does it so much, so the perfect nuance to every time. So like that's true, he's playing the same, you know, five licks, but he does it different ways. Anyway.
1: I digress. I think, I think that's an, a parable that will speak to so yes, many people.
0: Yes. I think people should, we should probably stop talking and people should think about that at this point and, <laughs> and
1: also give us a chance to move on. That's a good idea. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> yeah. Reading in church is proud to partner with audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com in readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com in readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today. Are you ready for 1 Corinthians 15? Yeah, the middle part. The middle part. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 12 to 20. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of Rhetorical you say... Question. No,
0: Rhetorical question. No, Rhetorical. Yeah.
1: How can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. You know that That holds up the math checks there. Mm-hmm. Um, And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it's true that the dead are not raised. Mm. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. I think he said that. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died.
0: Oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to follow his argument. I'm going to do a quick word cloud here <laughs> to see what, what Paul's talking about. Okay. Oh
1: wow, Christ has been raised.
0: Yeah, you almost get that impression that, that I, I get that sense. Christ has been raised. Let's see, I just lost my uh the word win- word cloud the window. Yeah, I should have actually doing a word cloud. <laughs> no, no, I was uh. I was trying to. What happened here? I was trying to get um, this document I have. Remember, I was looking for a paper I
1: wrote on oh, First yeah, Corinthians. Yeah.
0: I never found the paper, but I found remnants of the paper in uh, a lecture. You know,
1: well, a good source critic could probably reconstruct that paper based on on the lecture that you did.
0: Uh, yeah yeah, and <laughs> and I could along with Q, I could, that you yeah. a, an external
1: source you used as part of your lecture. Yeah
0: yeah, there's our there's a couple
1: of. A couple of external sources,
0: and, and sometimes I read something. It's like, did I, did I grab that? Is that my language? Like, or it's yeah. like I used to talk pretty, and now I don't talk pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So, um, anyway, yeah, I don't. I, I was looking ahead toward spending three weeks here. It's like, well, how do I parse this out? What do we talk about on what what week? And and this is really he's laying the foundation for. Um, That Christ is raised, as you might have seen. It seems so. Yeah, yeah. So he is. He's he's critiquing the the uh, the idea that Christ, that people aren't raised. There's no resurrection, and so he's going to use a. He's arguing from a concrete example. Christ mm-hmm. Jesus <laughs> kind of important someone they know the Corinthians know right. this person who's been raised from right. the dead and he can argue from that to the uh, broader principle which he will be spending time in in the balance of chapter 15 which goes on for quite a while i think we skip ahead quite a bit um and pick and choose from the rest of the chapter the the third week we spend in this but um yeah this seems to be i think i thought maybe this week i'll go back into the what's the problem you know at mm-hmm. corinth the problem which is like the problem right. singular <laughs> are you kidding me the interesting thing about it is that when you get into it it might have its root in one problem and that would be um um some sort of unorthodox theology or um um overrealized eschatology that we are raised mm. in our uh, we are oh, already nice... raised
1: with that's a nice to, phrase over-realized over realized over realized yeah yeah, that's yeah, I nice. like your
0: eschatology, but let me just say it's a little bit yeah. you know
1: over realized yeah that's a good term
0: and the the uh and the reason we say over-realized is because there's a dimension of realized eschatology in the mm-hmm. new testament that yes john john or or any any uh any pauline letter um mm-hmm that we experience the life of Christ resurrected now to a dimension mm-hmm. but there's more to come okay so um what's going on at corinth is that they've completely focused on the realized element and are dismissive of anything to come and that's probably it's probably because um their greek tradition and and perhaps some uh incipient gnosticism so gnosticism mm-hmm. As a full-blown uh, heresy of the second century, the first Christian heresy, is yeah. probably already uh, taken root in certain churches uh, in the yeah. first century, and churches. The things that he's dealing with at Corinth and Ephesus, uh, when in First uh, Timothy, um, the issues are very similar. the the uh, The false doctrine, and so it's some sort of dismissiveness about. Um, the need for resurrection of the body. It's really um, about being raised in one spirit. And a lot of the language that's distinctive for um, Corinth seems to be tied to this theology. That is um, this um, like the the language of being wise and powerful and nobly born and filled and rich and Kings and uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're perfect or mature versus other Christians who are are, are infantile. Um, That's, that's part of this um wisdom wisdom school so the wisdom this revelation that we get in our spirits raises us and it saves us so there's also this chasing after wisdom and eloquence uh in in um in apostles or leaders mm-hmm. this factionalism that i'm of you know apollos or i'm of paul or i'm of you know right. peter right. um they're chasing after wisdom and eloquence not simply because it's eloquent speech but it's part of in a in a greek mindset it's part of this broader understanding of sophia uh which saves you so they participate right. in this uh this transformation
1: and so the more eloquent someone is the more it's a sign this,
0: that they are a, uh they have the revelation to, they they are right, right they are um, perhaps a conduit for this this, uh, Mm. means of salvation. So the downside of that is is extremely divisive, Uh, factiousness, uh, separating off, and it also might lead to um, the sexual immorality and hyper-ascetic tendencies at Corinth. You wouldn't think one thing would lead to all these things, but if you are dismissive about bodily... Existence, then it might be your one response would be it doesn't matter what you do with your body. you can you know do whatever you want with your body. you can mm-hmm. eat whatever you want, you can sleep with whoever you want in fact the the more provocative I am might help these people who haven't got the revelation, so mm-hmm. you might be have people doing very provocative things and and strutting around as though they've you know this is a sign that i' I get it it's not about the body i'm all, we're mm-hmm. raised in our spirits. Why are you guys still thinking about bodies on the other hand. There are people at Corinth who are uh, not allowing their children to be married. Uh, they're married, but they're not uh, living as married. They're not uh, uh, sleeping with their spouse. They're having marital relations and uh, might have string uh, ascetic tendencies in terms of a diet and things like that. And that would be, uh, it's not about the body, so I'm going to treat my body harshly, okay? Mm-hmm. And, I'm gonna, and and so Paul is 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 trying to deal with all those those problems, which are symptoms of what's likely this underlying uh central problem of a uh uh overrealized eschatology based on some sort of um uh what's the word we, I want to say synthesis uh what is it when you syncretism syncretism yeah syncretism uh of uh greek mystery religion and sophia salvation by uh by wisdom and um these other things so a lot of this a lot of this is is people who look at First Corinthians, they notice it's very different in in the vocabulary and in his approach. That is, he normally mm-hmm. he talks about, as I've said in other contexts, uh, Jesus' death and resurrection together. Mm-hmm. Here, he in the first four chapters, he's really talking about the cross and identification with with Christ. Is not in terms of you're strutting around because you're resurrected in your spirit. If you really want to be a, a a minister of Christ, or you want to know what the distinguishing uh, Characteristics are it's someone who's radically identified with his death. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you get this in one through four, Paul making a case for his ministry because they're distancing themselves from Paul, who doesn't have these the, the the things on the, you know, their smorgasbord that they like, you know, right. the, the eloquence right. and the power uh and the impressiveness in, in in when he's
1: there in person. So Well, you know, I was just thinking that but I mean, I was as you were talking about this, I I seem to have made a joke of with myself. Um but i was i was saying that wow that's that's hysterical that charisma as seen as revelation from god and then i thought about the etymology of the word charisma mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> and how yeah actually well charisma is actually understood as right. uh revelation from god in the in christian circles yes. i mean so then i'm yeah. thinking of the connection between charisma and charisma yeah <laughs> as as we talk about the spirit and and corinthians where where charisma is a big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, very very charismatic church so,
0: chasing after people who are charismatic in in a number of ways and and the thing is what's 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 interesting if you think about this in as a kind of psych, psychological perspective people who chase after personalities aren't always the most grounded people, you know. That's You're true. trying to get your identity by association with others. uh right. That's not actually always mature, you know. That might mm-hmm. be a sign of immaturity. So um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's probably an underlying problem. They, as much as they talk about these things or they pursue these things, that might be that they're not experiencing the reality of that in Christ. So right, right. What's interesting about um, Corinthians is that um, it's a letter that's answering a lot of questions. In the middle, it's asking, it's answering mm-hmm. uh, questions that the Corinthians have sent a letter to Paul and they have these questions that they don't understand things about Paul. Well, he d- he's not talking about that in one through four and he's not talking about that in 15. So those are actually the sections where he's not addressing their questions where you can really get into like, what is the problem at Corinth? I know what they think mm-hmm. their questions are, what they don't understand, but here's some bigger issues that they don't understand. And so one through four is where you really get this distinctive language. It's almost like uh health and wealth, you know, prosperity right, gospel. Right. There's this is a perennial problem in the church. Um so you get that very much in 1 through 4 and he counters that with the cross, with the death on the cross. And then he he defers to talk about resurrection uh and a, a misunderstanding of that which is at the root of their problem till mm-hmm. 15 and that is a, that is as I said the longest kind of sustained argument which you right. say it's the longest chapter in all, any of his letters. So um, you're really getting at what's going on at Corinth, not what what's on their mind, but what is underlying. So actually going. On if you at read First Corinth. Corinthians, reading one through four and then fifteen, you realize oh, this is some sort of really misshapen gospel that's only emphasizing mm-hmm. the power and the uh, present resurrected uh, life, and there's no room for. Uh, Uh, suffering or uh, identification Mm -hmm. with those who aren't um, impressive, uh, Mm -hmm. those who aren't seem to have attained. And so this really has incredibly divisive and problematic uh, outcome for the church that's separating off and people not eating together and their worship, you know, their public worship is just a mess. So as he's answering their questions in the middle of the letter he's also working in as much as he can um language about bodily existence okay so yeah. he doesn't take any occasion to he always works that in 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 answering their questions he's answering what he thinks the really problem is so right right and that really is pro, is prominent in the Lord's Supper text okay which most right. people read in church and it's a lot a lot of body language there um uh, probably because of the specific Corinthian situation Um, so it's interesting. It's a, it is a, there's so many problems at Corinth, but it might go back to this fundamental misunderstanding about Jesus' death and resurrection and how we participate in that.
1: And their, and their cultural encounter with that. I mean, what what their culture is saying is valuable versus Mm -hmm. what Paul is saying is valuable. And, and rather than pursuing the charismatic, clever, eloquent individual Christ is hanging with the least of these. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually yes. where the value, that's yes. actually where yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. is found yeah. is there yeah. as opposed to in these.
0: That's very prominent. In Paul's argument in one through four it says, you guys, you guys, you're chasing after these apostles because you think they're radically identified with the resurrection. Right. You need to chase, you need to follow apostles who are radically identified with Jesus' death. And, right. and so he glories in that and says, when I came to you, I didn't preach anything but the cross. It's like, mm-hmm. that's uh and then you read that in Acts, uh, he goes to Corinth after Athens, and people say, Well, that you know, that stuff he preached at Athens didn't work. So he, when he went to it's Corinth, his approach. just you know, he's gonna preach this cross <laughs> thing. It's like that's not, you know, that's not exactly what's going on. They're piecing together they're actually doing piecing together a reading of Paul's kind of historic reconstruction of Paul's ministry based on Acts and First Corinthians. Like, well that's interesting that we do that. It's interesting, you know, that we're 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 not aware of it, but we're doing that sort of thing. Right, where those things become right. popular, um, that's not actually what's going on. Uh, but that, the, but you do have a very tailored message um, for this context, and it's it's very much about continuing to identify with uh, uh, living in that tension. Yes, there's realized eschatology, but there's this
1: tension between there's already, but not yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we living in 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 the resurrection, but are also in solidarity with things that are not yet then, and people, people who are not yet and situations that are not yet and entire creation that groans for the release, you know, as Mm -hmm. Paul talks about Mm -hmm. to the Romans. So, uh, and he'll talk about, he'll get into like the, the last, you know, the last enemy hasn't been sub subjected. The last enemy is death. And, uh, Mm -hmm. um, so there's some weird stuff in the later part of fifteen about people being baptized for the dead, and I don't know if that's a Christian tradition or a Corinthian permutation on you know in light of their errant mm-hmm. doctrine. So it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting letter because we can learn so much pastorally from all the problems, but there's an interesting underlying uh theological
1: problem too that right, that's right. manifest. A, a fundamental foundational misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. And if, and if you it's try the to... reason the house is crooked, and the doors won 't shut right <laughs> yeah foundational <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah uh
0: it's you don't you know you can you can fix that door frame, but that's not really- you're not getting not at the root problem. and so we think right. about we, we go to Corinthians as a resource for pastoral theology um and we often think about it we're treating symptoms, okay it might right. be that there's that that you treat these things with the fundamental underlying problem, which is uh yeah. Uh, they don 't understand the cross don't okay they don 't understand right. the cross, so they they 're not going to understand the resurrection so right and that might go into your Easter planning too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> skipping ahead it might these guys have skipped ahead to the resurrection boy yeah that 's causing that's, that's trouble it 's causing trouble
1: well well how, how many times is that oh. it 's so funny to me that that in so often in evangelical churches it's it 's the opposite problem of. Missing the power of resurrection because Mm -hmm. even Sunday mornings about the cross. Yeah, Um, and so well, I which is I had which is another way to go.
0: (laughs) I had a greeting from uh, I'll just say friend and or relative on Christmas, and it was He is risen. Like, wow, you're really skipping ahead (laughs) I think there's some merit in incarnation Jump to the end The humble circumstances (laughs) Yeah Uh, Why do those Christmas cards keep having nails on it And an empty tomb
1: (laughs) Did you you respond with already? I did not respond
0: I did not respond
1: Well, let us, let's back up a little bit okay. then and go to Luke 6. Right. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Luke 6, a much more down-to-earth text mm-hmm. than Matthew he came 5. Down. He
0: came down from the mountain. He this is not down. a Matthew up on the mountain, Jesus. This <laughs>
1: That's is a right. down-to-earth. This is a much more down-to-earth. Le- no. Luke 6, 17 to 26. No. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him because they sure weren't going to see him if he's not up on the mountain anymore. Because nah. they got that. Nope. they're all on this nope. flat surface now. Right? So. Not even in a no, boat. They, not even a boat. Not even in a boat. Yeah, you don't even have a natural poor, amphitheater. Poor acoustics. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. This. What's Luke thinking? Oh. Uh, they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all those in who the were crowd. cool
0: with unclean spirits were. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like my yeah, unclean I'm spirit. Good. I'll just keep I'm it. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <I'll keep it. laughs> writhing on
1: the ground <laughs> uh, and all in the crowd were trying to touch him uh, for power came out of him and healed all of them then he looked up at his disciples and said blessed are you who are poor For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, revile you, defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day. Leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. I'm thinking but wo-
0: after Nazareth, he's projecting his own issues here is what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah. But woe to you who are rich, for you've received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you'll be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now. Oh, we're in trouble. Mm. Uh, for you will mourn and weep. Yikes. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You... Folks who are laughing, you and, well-spoken, yeah. good reputation, yeah. good, people, laughing Thank people with good goodness. reputations. Thank goodness that's not me. Shame on you. Yeah. Well, this is a uh, a lot of red letters in my edition here. Uh, oh, really?
1: I, I'm I'm all black. Yeah. That's
0: okay. uh, well, that's interesting about. See, in Revelation one, the it, it, yeah. red letters is like, who's speaking, God or Jesus? Yeah, so it's, like, it's a good <laughs> the, question. The publishers aren't agreed on this. Very interesting. God doesn't speak that much in. In, in Revelation, so. Yeah. But he does speak in chapter one, and they get it wrong, some publishers. Anyhow,
1: back to Speaking Luke. You're projecting our Speaking issues. Speaking of my life, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, we're doing this right on the heels, Friday morning, right after a Thursday night Revelation class. I'm not over that yet.
1: Uh, well, I'm sure. Yeah. No.
0: So this is, uh, we've jumped ahead a little bit here, but we have uh, Jesus beginning his ministry, and people who are suspicious of Jesus' ministry um checking him out. It's not full-blown conflict, but you have the rising conflict in in the Mm -hmm. beginning of Jesus. You have a cycle of ministry and suspicion and uh, kind of stalking of Jesus. Like, well, I'm not sure what we think about this guy. Okay. So then just before this, you have Jesus choosing 12 um, apostles. He goes up on a mountain for that. Uh, Okay. Praise all night. Because, um, the leaders weren't immediately apparent (laughs) in this crew. (laughs) Well, yeah. Even Jesus had to pray all night for that. (laughs) Yeah. So actually, when Jesus prays in Luke, uh, miracles, amazing things happen. So this is one of those occasions, uh, and it's only found Mm -hmm. in Luke that he prays all night before he chooses the 12. But it's on the heels of the leadership uh, beginning to reject Jesus. So Mm. following the plot, it's like the raising up of the 12 is an answer to that and answer also a that. statement over against this, like, Oh, you don't want to be a part of this, this people, the end time people that God is gathering. That's all right. Um, God will raise up new leaders and then he chooses his own mm-hmm. leader. So it's, it's both a, a needed response. It's also a message over against the leadership.
1: That, that's, I think it's how you talked about it when we talked about Mark as well. Yeah. That, the that, yeah. that the same kind of thing. Yeah.
0: But, well, this is the same story, but just, you know, kind of a, Parallel universe, Luke. But yeah, <laughs> yes, th- th- yes. the difference here is let's see, the difference is that there's prayer all night and then mm-hmm. immediately followed by the sermon on the plane. Okay. Right. So, uh, not like Matthew, where the. Which
1: did not hire as good a PR firm as Matthew's sermon on the mountain. Yeah, evidently because- not. That yeah. one everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Sermon on the Plain is not one that you hear a lot of people talking about. No, and no. It's. I wonder if it's because of the content. It's, I, do. It, I do. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, it's shorter and it's
0: it's more pointed. So, um, and you probably there's some people would say. Let's see. Um, I think people who are reading other gospels, you could say that tire inside and don't suggest a Gentile presence. Uh, some people who are just doing historical research. Well, there are a lot of Jews in Tyre and Sidon, but in Luke, he's oh, just that's... referred to a Gentile widow in Sidon, okay? Yeah. Uh, so that's already been highlighted as an example of someone who's poor, for mm-hmm. whom the me- this is good news, okay? So in Luke, you probably do want to hear, maybe the presence of Gentiles already here, uh, given how he's always signaled that with some of these terms, mm-hmm. and he's going to begin with poor, okay? So um, those are factored into this larger category of who the poor are. I didn't really notice it as uh, emphatically as I did this reading through how similar this is to Mary's song. Okay. This Mary's song of, uh, the transposition of rich and poor of Mm -hmm, hungry mm -hmm. and those who are sent away hungry. Um, Really close. I mean, it's like, how did I miss that? That is, uh, blessed are you poor. Maybe it's because you know, in Mary's song, they're they're both there in one verse, you know, blessed mm-hmm. are the he's uh, you know, he's raised up the lowly and sent the, the rich and haughty away, and he's given good things to the poor and sent the rich away hungry. Here, it's you have a uh, uh, uh Beatitudes and then you have woes, okay. And mm-hmm. in, in Matthew, mm-hmm. he left out the woes, so that's another reason Matthew's is so popular. Doesn't doesn't include <laughs> no. the hard-hitting stuff, right? Uh, and Jesus has a lot more... Wo- there's a lot more woes in... And it's easier to
1: spiritualize the blessings in Matthew uh, yeah, than it is to spiritualize the poor. In here. spirit,
0: I'm talking about. Yeah, oh. yeah right. That's oh. what I mean. Oh. Yeah, but it's Hunger the same... It, for righteousness, same time, not food. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is before Jesus figured out that whole multiplying bread thing. Blessed are you poor. <laughs> are, you, are you hungry? Like, I got nothing. <laughs> You will be filled, But not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's early in this ministry, you know. It's a learning yeah, curve. Sure. Sure. It's a learning curve. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So this is uh this is a disruptive message that Jesus is preaching, as you can imagine. As uh, he's already had to uh, raise up new leadership. Okay. Um mm. and that's probably this is a, a rhetoric of transposition. So the the you know that's probably why he quotes more of Isaiah. top
1: go to the bottom, yeah, I, bottom go to the top. More of
0: Isaiah is quoted too. It's like the lifting up of mm-hmm. uh preparing the way of the the way mm-hmm. of the Lord is a lot more lifting up and leveling. Uh so that that is a thoroughgoing um rhetorical approach throughout um Luke and 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 in Acts too. Um that is it's kind of the the shape that the gospel is preached in. The uh mm-hmm. the lifting up to the poor and the the lowering of the rich, the uh, the hungry and the uh Uh, the filled laughing and mourning and uh, blessed are you who weep now for you will laugh. So Mm -hmm. it is disruptive. You know, it, it turns things upside down. It gets attention and it's saying Jesus is envisioning something different. Um, It's not as though this is uh, punitive on on the, the rich and uh, those who are constellations. It is open to those. You don't really, although yeah. that's, it's a rhetorical form, ultimately you don't see the door shut on anyone. And it's just that yeah. this new thing that's available to everyone is very disruptive of this world That 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 makes people hungry and makes people poor and mm. causes people to mm. weep. That is completely being overturned. It's not as though we're just going to turn things upside down, but it's so radical that, uh, it's it's a whole nother uh, world that none of this is going to fit into. So to hearing it that mm-hmm. way is like, no, th- this world where things are this way, uh, you kind of shaking people to get your attention that there's a new world mm-hmm. that that these categories aren't going to work anymore. So uh, it's a very disruptive disruptive message uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we've heard early on, for, even from the lips of Mary. Um,
1: amazing. That's amazing. a good catch. I'd never, I never would have connected that. To the uh, I'm I've... surprised,
0: you know, how many times I've read it and and not done that. So I think Joel Green reading a source, uh, Joel Green helped me, uh, this morning. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, this is not a new message. We've heard this part of the Christmas message, um, uh, um, or the, uh, the infancy narratives, or the, uh, the annunciations. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So let's see. I'm trying to think. Du, 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 du.
1: I, I would have associated that with Gentiles immediately, the Tyre mm-hmm. and Sidon. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought that was the natural mm-hmm. reading of that. Yeah. I, it's a pro- There are Jewish people that live there, it was not the way I would well, have thought. Well, I was it. also reading uh, you know,
0: a historical Jesus person who immediately is going to go to, not necessarily, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, well, what if the uh, writer's encouraging me to th- notice that? Well, yeah. yeah you want to go
1: with what's written as opposed to Uh, your own personal
0: reconstruction of Jesus life that I'm engaged in, you know,
1: if you're going to limit yourself by using the text, I guess. Right. Yeah. If you want to do that.
0: Yeah. If you want to look at the surface level of the text and not the, the
1: world, (laughs) historical world behind the text that I create,
0: that's so (laughs) so much more flexible and accommodating. Yes. Yes.
1: I just, uh, just yesterday, uh, or it's like, Two days ago it came up in my uh in my memories of going to the meeting where you were poking at those people
0: uh, that, was <laughs> that was wild i gotta ago. say I scare myself sometimes when I think that, that was, I, I did that
1: i i still uh i mean uh, <laughs> I actually, I, first of all, I actually attended a New Testament seminar, which, you know, that's yeah, not something I I know. Really did, but, well, that's scary I, in and of itself. I, I had to go there to watch and then to have the guy who presented immediately in front of you be <laughs> the archetype of the person that you were mocking <laughs> I'm s- in your joke. Skewering in my presentation. <laughs> so much so that you felt like you needed to change the I joke a little to. so no one thought you were shooting at the guy's head. I know. Even though the joke
0: was, was obviously given to me from heaven, just to say... <laughs> Just enlightened.
1: Oh, that was amazing. That was...
0: It's a wonder that I haven't risen higher in the guild, isn't it? Oh, I just, you know, I wonder about that myself. People, people must have it in for me.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, man. Wow. Well, that, That's, thank... uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. And the joke itself was funny, but it's a, it's a joke that's only funny to an audience of about 1,000 people in the United States. I, so, I know. I know. So that's all right. Uh, well, thanks for listening this week. <laughs> we yeah. sort of trailed off at the end. That yeah. wasn't our strongest <laughs> ending yeah. ever. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Hey, hey remember that time? Hey, that was cool. this is just for <laughs> us right now. <laughs> I, I did see this week that uh, the closest experience a living person will ever know what it's like to being a joke or being a ghost is uh, listening to a podcast when the two men can't come up with the word they're looking for. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to remember something. Yeah. Like, I know it. No, uh, no that's you're, it. Yeah. you're a ghost. That's so hard. hopefully we didn't give you any of those paranormal experiences this week, but you hopefully yeah. will like us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook. And nope, I did that backwards. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Um, shoot us an email at readinginchurch at gmail.com or message us on Facebook and Twitter, and I've enjoyed the interactions we've had there. Yeah, we. So, uh, there's
0: no outstanding questions, right? It was what was going on. I wasn't catching track of what was going on. On uh, was it on Twitter or someone was, was posting? It was. It oh, was a Facebook. message on Facebook. Oh, okay. yeah, that okay. was a private. Oh, it was message it about Paul, Paul and Barnabas, right?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, so, I I was busy with the doggy stuff, but I was, oh, yeah. one thing <laughs> yes, I was gonna yeah. say is violent and explosive doggy yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, quite a week. <laughs> I was going to weigh in, but didn't have time um We often sympathize with Barnabas, right the encourager yes. who's in mark right but if we're if we're following the cues of the narrative uh it follows paul when yes, it does. when Mark turns back and Barnabas goes with him, it's like uh. I, I that I resonate with Barnabas too, but but the the narrative follows Paul, and Paul doesn't stop. Paul keeps no, going. Keeps so going. it's kind of it's not our sentimentality that we're going to get there anyway. That that's I, true. I, the only reason I notice that is that because people always talk about that, and people right. don't talk about many parts of Acts, let alone read Acts. You know, let right. alone read it, let alone talk about it. So so there, there's something in our Psychological or cultural sentimentality—that that's a go-to for us to think about Paul, mm-hmm. you know, or Barnabas
1: as an encourager—and yet—and yet Acts follows Paul anyway. Right. Well, you know, I guess in my mind, I've always thought—I don't know that I've—I've I've had sympathies either way as much as I see two different callings. when yeah. you have one yeah. who's decided to stay with a congregation for a long time and be a. Yeah. A part of that community versus Paul, who's you know Johnny Appleseed mm-hmm. across well, across Europe. So, right.
0: And, and Barnabas but, is the guy who went and got Paul and right, got him exactly. going. So you could see well, think, him what he's doing uh, with Mark.
1: You know, could I be don't similar. Pick favorites on that yeah. personally. I, so I, a little bit of bonus text here from Axe folks. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, with Mike, you always get bonus text from Axe or Revelation. Yeah. So yeah, especially on a Friday after a Thursday night Revelation yeah. class. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, have a great week. Have a great week. Blessings. Blessings.